Welcome to the Lovemakers Podcast, your guide to navigating love and relationships, brought to you by Inner Meets Outer, and your hosts, Jade Huang and Daniel Meyer, partners both in life and in coaching. Each episode, we'll share practical tips and insights for all stages of your relationship journey. This podcast is part of Inner Meets Outer's mission to empower you with agency and gratitude, both in your love life and your life at large. So join us as we dive into the world of love together. Welcome, lovemakers, to another podcast. I'm Daniel, and this is my super-duper lovely partner, Jade. How are you doing, Jade? I'm great. How are you? How are you? I love that Australian accent. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing so great because, you know what? It's February, but the temperatures outside feel like March or April right now, at least here in Korea, yeah. here in Seoul. It's near 50 degrees Fahrenheit when we went on our walk yeah. this morning. Pretty warm, don't you think? 50 is super hot. Super hot? What do you mean? In Celsius. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So what is that in Celsius though? Like 10, 11? Well, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose as an American, I have the luxury of having Fahrenheit. Uh, only a few, few people in the world would understand that, that language, the Fahrenheit language. Exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we could maybe use the change, a change to the metric system as well, mm. but we're not here to discuss. U.S. metric system or imperial units. Why not? <laughs> That's for another podcast. We're going to save that for another time. Today, we yep. are here to discuss the truth about love. And we're doing so because, you know what? It's Valentine's season. And mm. we want to talk a little bit about what is the truth about love? Jade, I have a question for you. Yeah. I hope you don't mind sharing, but I'm curious. When you met me and we got together, I'm assuming that you felt like, oh, finally, I've met the love of my life. Everything is perfect now. Uh, I can relax and just enjoy. No. <laughs> what? But, well, but what? I thought that was going to be, I think I knew straight away that I want to be with you, but that doesn't mean that I felt like oh, that's the end of my journey of reaching to destination, I guess. Right. So Yeah, because I have a lot of friends. They are single and they're still looking for that right person. I often give them this advice that finding love of your life is never ultimate goal. Because it's not the end of the story. It's actually a new beginning. Ooh, I love that. A new beginning. Yeah. And I think we often, and I, we're all guilty of this because of what the media portrays love to be, because of what we want it to be, because maybe we're lacking and we feel like the other person is there to meet that, that lackiness to fill those holes that we, we look at love as an end goal and we look at love as yeah. the destination, right? We don't think about exactly. it as just the beginning of a journey, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or not even just the yeah. beginning. I would, I'm going to even push back on the, what you said, like the, it's like a new chapter, mm. right? But the yep. story had already begun. It mm. begins with learning about ourselves, learning how to love ourselves. And then the new chapter is 
sharing that, that journey with another person. Yeah. I think part of it is that cultural thing as well. We romanticize, you watch movies, there is this idea of happily ever after, like Cinderella, <laughs> and the creating the illusion that finding love is actually the final destination. But in reality, it's just the beginning, right? And that's the misconception and thinking that finding love is end all, be all. Isn't it amazing how many movies end with that? That that version of a scene like that, the happily ever after. Uh, all our all our romantic comedies, our romantic movies end with that. Mm. Especially like cartoons. When I think about what I grew up with like the Disney movies and all these things. And it's, that probably affects more because I watched those when I was younger. So my brain wasn't really conscious enough to understand, oh, this is just a story. And I maybe watched those things and thinking, that is life. This is the life that I should follow. I would call it almost an illusion of what mm. love is. Reminds me of how we break up this podcast into two segments every week, a crunchy section and a creamy section, crunchy for mm. misconceptions, mistakes, illusions of the topic and creamy for tips, advice, and how to's. And I see this, this illusion of love, of this idealistic love as, and yeah. this, this love as a destination as yeah. very crunchy. Need some smoothing yeah. out. It's unfortunate that we have these views, these unrealistic views of love, but it is what it is. And we wanted to talk about it because Valentine's is around the corner. And I'm sure many people, especially those of us, I say us, but those of you who are <laughs> sing single out there, probably don't relish this, this holiday because Maybe you see others out there celebrating it and you think oh, they've reached that destination. They have mm. it all, right? And I'm not there. I'm not at that, that end goal. And really, they're just at different chapters in the same book. Mm. And I think another thing that adds a crunchy layer to all this crunchy peanut butter love illusion is mm. that we often choose someone or think we need someone, just that, but we think we need someone, right? And the person that we're, that we are in love with, the person that is going to be our soulmate is the person we need and that we need this aspect in our lives, this relationship in our lives, because it fulfills something. It fills in some holes in who we feel or who, what we feel about ourselves. And we don't want that. We want our love to be a choice. We want mm. to be choosing someone we want to be with, choosing someone that yeah. amplifies who we are, not needing to be with somebody to feel better about ourselves. Absolutely. I think when we first start dating, we had this discussion yes. about what is love? What do you believe about love? And this topic came up and we chat about this. And my idea of love is choosing your partner every day and it's an active decision. It's, it's a commitment and the continuing commitment. 
And when we had that conversation, I don't know if I ever told you this, but mm. it was a little scary. It's a, it was, it's a scary thing to say, I think, for me mm. anyways, it was this, I don't need you and I don't, and it was maybe even more scary to hear it from you. Like, I don't need you. I choose mm. you. And it sounds great right, on the surface. But when you're in that moment with somebody that you have strong feelings for, and then they tell you, I don't need you, that, that can be scary. But I think yeah. it's even more powerful when you think about it, when they say, in, instead, I choose you. Every day, I choose to be with you. Like, I don't have to be. I don't need you. But it's because of that, it's even more powerful. I remember saying that to you. I want to be in a relationship where I want to be with you, not need to be with you, and vice versa. From you, the same. I know you're 100% worthy and just being happy on your own and we are already complete and enjoying each other's company. So that's why maybe I don't like this phrase, you're my other half. Yeah, because that expression, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong, but for me, when I hear it, it's like, oh, I'm only half until I meet somebody and then I become whole. I disagree with it. I think we should be a whole before we meet somebody yeah. and then we're enjoying each other's company. Yeah, it's a, it's a building on of something that's already there, right? It's, it's enhancing mm. a product rather than depleting a product. Yeah, you complete me or something like that. I yeah. don't like that expression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it comes from like this mindset of almost like scarcity where yes where there's i i need to hold on to this thing because without it i'm not a complete person and if i ever lose it then you know god forbid you ever lose that person that completes you or that that is your other half then what do you do like you're you're lost forever right because you have that mindset like i just lost I literally lost my other half or I literally lost the thing that completes me. So I'm no longer complete. That, that's a scary thought to have. And yeah, I, I, I think this might trigger a lot of people hearing this because I mm. think it's very common for us to see love as just that, as the, the thing that completes me, the final destination, mm. right? Yeah. I love is definitely you. powerful, but it's not a magic cure for anything. Relationship requires so much commitment, communication, compromise, and effort, daily effort, right? So thinking that love alone can fix everything sets really high unrealistic expectations. And that's not going to lead to a healthy relationship. If we have that mindset of this is our final destination, this is our other mm -hmm. half, that mindset is dangerous because it's something that's set in stone. It feels like it doesn't, it can't undergo change. It can't evolve. And every relationship needs to evolve, needs to be able to be flexible and change, especially a relationship with your partner. Mm. What also is problematic about this mindset is it doesn't mm. see necessarily that love is a journey that we go on mm. 
that we're faced with constant obstacles and challenges, and we need to be able to adapt and evolve and change and still, on the other side, choose this person to be with. Where yeah. I think that other mindset is just, it's very fixed. That this, mm. is, this is the person and they can't change and I can't change because they're my other half and we've, mm. we're completed. Life's done. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it, it ignores reality. Yeah. Love is definitely not the stagnant entity. It's very dynamic and continuous, like a fluid, more like. It's not a solid object. I see that more like water, like it's changing constantly. Yeah. And I have another crunchy section, the misconception that a lot of people have, including myself, this idea that love should always be easy. Mm -hmm. um, while love brings joy, but it also involves a lot of challenges and hard work. And with my own experience, when I was dating other people, what? I don't know, I don't know if you want to. I don't know what reality you're talking about. <laughs> I don't like this journey all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> I am sorry. I would walk away when challenges arise. I'm like, okay, this is not easy. I should find someone who makes it easy. And I think the problem there is that person holds so much power, right? How I was using the sentence even, I need to find someone who makes it easy. The love should be easy. And there is no agency in there. Yeah, I think you speak truth there that love isn't easy and it can be super easy to just escape and back out when it becomes difficult. Not that I mm. think you made the wrong decision there. I, I agree <laughs> that you probably should have left those relationships because it did lead to us meeting. <laughs> mm. Everything, yeah. you know, you, you gotta, everybody's got to go through their own journey with this. And you went through your own journey where you had to have that happen to you. You had to make those choices so that you could see on the other side that, oh yeah, it's not going to be easy. No matter who I'm with, it's not going to be easy. Mm. So I need to, Find someone that I want to choose to be with, that I want to be with. So when it doesn't get easy, I, I'm not going to just run away. I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to, I'm going to man up. I'm going to woman up to those challenges together mm. and achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And people need to understand that it doesn't mean that you just stay in the relationship no matter what. We're not saying, right. like we said at the beginning, we are choosing every day and that's an active thing. It's. If something is not easy, you're like, oh, it's not cool anymore. It's not fun anymore. I'm going to go and find something else. And that's the attitude that we probably want to avoid. But that does not mean that you should just stay for the sake of staying. It, it's very different to facing the challenges and have a faith, choosing that person, being in a relationship and working for it versus I know it's not going to work and our values not aligned, but I just want to stay because I'm too scared to be alone. They're yeah. very different. So I'm curious. I mean, I think a lot of listeners will be curious. Then how do we know when's the perfect time to leave somebody and how do we differentiate when to stay or when to leave? 
you know, not, there's no easy answer to that first off. Mm. It's a combination of, does this person share the same values as me? Is this a person who I choose, I want to choose to be with for the rest of my life? Is this a person that's mm. amplifying me? Am I amplifying them? Or are mm. we together just because I feel like I need to be with someone or that the mm. other person needs to be with me? Am I supporting them and they're not supporting me? And all these things, you know, it can be a combination of things that lead mm. to an answer of, yeah, maybe this isn't the best relationship to be in. But if it's simply, oh, we don't see eye to eye on how to clean the bathroom. I think mm. it's time for me to move on. Okay? That's just one simple element, one, one trigger point that you're using as an excuse to escape. But what if the bathroom is so important to that person? <laughs> <laughs> and that might be the case. And if it's so important mm. to the person, if that bathroom is so important to the person, then yeah. have a conversation, communicate that mm. with the other person. But I, I guarantee you, if the reason is, hey, the bathroom, they don't see eye to eye on me and how to clean the bathroom, I'm going to leave. That's not the real issue. Right? That's not the real mm. reason that you're leaving. Mm. There's something else there. Right. But you're almost looking for the uh, excuse exactly. to break up with that person. And it's maybe that is obvious. That's something outside that you can blame or you can choose that as in like, oh, yeah, that person doesn't use the same method when they clean the bathroom. And we're seeing that evidence. You know, every little mm. thing is evidence of why I can't be with this person. Yeah. And for me, that element of choosing is really important. So not just me choosing you, but it's also you choosing me at the same time. Right. And that element is super important because like the example that we had before the bathroom, I want to choose you and I have a problem with how you clean the bathroom, but you don't have the problem with the cleaning the bathroom, but you don't choose me like you're choosing something else, someone else, then the relationship is not going to work, right? So that the element of, okay, would I still choose this person today? I think that's a good question to ask. I often do that to myself. Would I choose this person today? My answer always has been yes. It's amazing. And I think, again, that's a scary thought is that mm. I think for a lot of people that can be a scary thought is this person mm. is choosing to be with me, doesn't feel like they need me. They're choosing every day, which means logic follows that maybe they'll choose no someday. And mm. I think this is where it can get a little crunchy is yeah. as a result, because this is this is true whether we believe it or not, actually, where we're choosing mm. to be with a person every day, whether we believe it or not. We may feel like we need to be with them or they feel like they need to be with us, but actually we're mm. choosing. And we, where it gets crunchy is we cover that up by feeling like or trying to make the other person think they need us or vice versa. Mm. Right? Manipulation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need me. Like I'm doing this for you and all that. That can be really dangerous and piggyback on what you're saying even if it's scary if you say hey i want to choose you and i don't need you 
that scares me too. Of course, I'm human. Secretly, I want you to need me because my ego is happy that, oh, I'm needed by this person. But I know if you don't want to be with me, but you're just being with me because you want to make me happy or you can't say it, I don't want that. That's not what I want. Ultimately, if you ask that question, would you want to be with someone? That person is exactly so it although it's really scary, it is love. That's love. That's why it's beautiful as well, because nobody knows what's gonna happen. It's very uncertain. And this is why it's even more precious. I think that's what adds so much value to a relationship, to our relationship, is this choosing element, real realizing that it's a journey that it isn't, we haven't reached some magical destination of true love, but that it's a journey of discovery, a journey of, yeah. of obstacles, of challenges and growth. Mm. And that yeah. it, and all those things can be difficult, definitely super difficult at times, but it, it all adds to this richness, this deep, meaningful mm. life that we live together. And without it, yeah, I know that I'll be okay if, without you. But with you, and because I'm choosing you and I'm choosing this journey, I feel like my, my life has become even, even more rich, even more meaningful. The moment that I decided to be with you and being fully committed relationship uh, was not because we didn't have any challenges. In, in fact, it was because that whenever we have disagreement, challenges, how we going into challenges and then coming out, I always felt our relationship is stronger. I share this with a lot of people. I think that was the big difference when I was ultimately, okay, I want to marry this person and I want to commit my my life with this person and i'm not saying that you know i hope so but i'm not saying this is going to be the way but when i had that conscious decision it was coming from not the lack of discomfort or challenges but more of how we both putting effort to solve the problems as a team and any disagreement any fight Afterwards, we always felt a lot closer. And for me, that is the definition of love as a journey. You know, I never say that, oh, it's always going to be like flowery and rose and rainbows and unicorns. And we, we have those, of course, but it's 50-50, right? Like it's never going to be the like, only beautiful things. But what about the other half that is challenging that's really the smooth part about love it's how we deal with the crunchiness of love it's not the matter of there is no crunchy section of love there is no crunchiness Mm. to our relationship but it's how do we react when it comes up and Mm. like as you're just speaking and i think this is actually this is true about life in general not just relationships It's not about 
challenges coming out or how the world treats us or seeing ourselves as a victim to reality, but more of how do we react to circumstances? How do we show up when shitty things happen? Pardon my French. Mm. And how do you show up <laughs> when shitty things happen in the relationship? I have a question for you. Can you share your perspective on what love means from the lens of self-worth? I know you're a self, self-worth coach, so I was just curious. I think love begins from self-worth. And we talked a little bit about it earlier. It's the first chapter of this journey. Mm. And without feelings of self-worth, without a healthy relationship with ourselves, we're going mm. to be looking for someone that we feel we need rather than want or choose. Mm. We're going to just fall back on, oh, who is the person who can make me feel better about myself? Because mm. I don't feel good about myself. So I need someone else to fill in those gaps. I need someone else to create self-worth for me because I can't do it myself. And when that yeah. doesn't happen, if I find someone and maybe it's going well and there mm. a challenge arises, you're going to blame that other person for not fulfilling that hole, for not healing, making you feel worthy in some way. Mm. So that's where I would say, first of all, that self-worth comes in. You, If you have a healthy relationship with yourself, if you have a healthy sense of self-worth, and we're not perfect. We all have, of course, we ha all have our mm. moments where we're not feeling confident in who we are, and that's okay. But if it gets to the side where it's very unbalanced, it can, it's going to be reflected in any romantic relationship you have. And it's going to be really difficult, even more difficult to work through those issues with your partner because it begins from inside and it's going to be reflected in the, the landscape of the law of the, of the relationship. And it might be hard to tease some of those things out. So I have likewise a question for you, yeah. since you asked me about being a self-worth coach and how that ties into the truth about love. I'm curious mm. as someone who deals with empowerment in her coaching and agency in her coaching, mm. how does agency and empowerment fit into this story of love? Well, empowerment is embracing your amazing self and recognizing your strength and making your own choices, essentially being the boss of your life. And when you're feeling empowered, love becomes this genuine adventure. It helps you connect with other people on a deeper level because you're so strong and your core is set. You're making the decision and that's the power. Yeah. So holding the power within, not giving the power away to somebody else. So that's why empowerment is so important when it comes to love. It's a choice you make every day and it's active. It's not just one choice you made and that's all. It's the constant decisions. I, I think mm. what you're, you're speaking to is also 
I like to see love and the relationship as a creation of something, mm-hmm. not a consuming. Like consuming, I, I see as a very passive activity. And I think when we speak about agency and empowerment, we're talking about mm. being active, active participants in our own story, active participants in our relationship, which looks like creating versus consuming. Mm. I love that. And we explore together and we create together, not necessarily to each other, but that love itself. I like the metaphor、yeah. of a garden where the garden、mm. is our love, the garden is our relationship. And we can't just expect the garden to exist and consume its products, consume its tomatoes, consume its potatoes without putting some sort of effort into tending it. You have to water it,、mm. you have to sow the seeds, you have to fertilize. And the more effort you put in, the better product that's going to come out. And of course, sometimes、mm. the garden might face some challenges, weeds, and、yeah. uh, blight or something like that. And it will take both of you to, to tend that garden, to work through those, those issues. But on the other、mm. side of it, you're going to have those, the, that beautiful, those beautiful tomatoes. Those beautiful、yeah. carrots. I love that because the garden is never the destination because we have this plant that needs three months until you harvest, and there are other things, a couple of years, five years. So it's not like a final destination. You have to constantly put effort, and even after harvesting it, you're not going to get rid of it completely. It's the continuous. Journey of it and the finding the energy to really enjoy that whole time of doing it. What I love about this garden metaphor is something I said earlier. This is,、mm. it's about creation. It's about creating and not consuming, creating、mm. and not just consuming. And I guess that's my main takeaway for this episode is love in your relationship. The truth about it is, it's、mm. about creating, not consuming. Right. What's your takeaway? My takeaway <laughs> my takeaway is choosing over needing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's very difficult to do, and sometimes it's scary, but it's the ultimate empowerment and the agency. And、Great. that applies to every part of our lives, not just love. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We are signing、thank、off.、You. Bye. Bye. If today's conversation resonated with you, don't forget to subscribe on your platform of choice. Your feedback also means the world to us. It's a moment to leave a review and let us know your thoughts. That would be amazing. And if you have any questions, Feel free to email us at daniel at intermeetsouter.com or jade at jade at intermeetsouter.com. And that's jade with a Y. And for a regular dose of love and inspiration, make sure to check out and subscribe to Intermeets Outer's newsletter. And you can see that at intermeetsouter.com, where we also have so many other resources that we speak about in the show. So thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep nurturing that beautiful connection between your inner self and the outer world. We love you.